everybody and welcome back to the Hastings Harvest where I interview creatives, entrepreneurs, anybody trying to make a name for themselves or have already made a name for themselves and tried to harvest how they go about their craft. Today's guest is Jordan Welsh. He is a 23-year-old entrepreneur, digital marketer, and YouTuber. He has built many dropshipping businesses over the years and now makes over $100,000 a month off of his dropshipping businesses. Jordan also documents his dropshipping slash entrepreneurial journey on his YouTube channel where he has many helpful videos for those looking to get started with this type of business. And also fun fact, he's plant-based, which is super dope to have a plant-based entrepreneur on the podcast, especially someone doing it this big and doing drop shipping. We had an amazing conversation. In this podcast, we go over his first entrepreneurial ventures as a 12-year-old, why he started his YouTube channel, his daily routine, how lifting weights relates to business, and why he's actually plant-based, and the core principles of standing out in drop shipping. If you want to find him on YouTube, you can just look up Jordan Welch, that's W-E-L-C-H for his last name, and with Without further ado, let's get into this podcast. All right, Jordan, thanks a lot for coming on the Hastings Harvest today. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, I'm sure a lot of my listeners are wondering a little bit about your backstory, who you are, kind of what you do right now. So can you just explain that a little bit? Definitely, bro. Thanks for having me on. Like I said in a DM, I'm a big fan of your content. I think it's super dope. So my name is Jordan. Um, I have three different businesses right now that I run. I have my YouTube channel, I have an e-commerce brand that I've been running for about a year, and I have a software that I created called Viral Vault. It's the all-in-one toolkit to help you get started with your online store, and I've been working on that for around three years now. So that's pretty much what I focus on. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 12 years old, honestly, even before then, and this is always what I've been wanting to do, and now I'm trying to inspire and help other people do the same thing just by documenting my journey and sharing what I learned. That's dope, man. It's it's so cool to see more people documenting the journey too, because a lot of people think that what people care about is just like where you are right now and like showing off all the things that you've done. But really people want to see that whole process and people connect to that a lot more. That's what I found in like my videos and like talking about my past. So it's it's super dope that you're, you know, on YouTube now and like showing people how to do it. Um, yeah, I feel like that documenting part is one of the things that people can learn the most from because all that I'm trying to do is share the lessons that I pick up along the journey. And I think there was a time when I used to create content and it was a little bit forced. It was more so like this is something that I've been reading about or learning about, but not so much based off my own experience. And once I started talking more about the real things that I've been going through, I, I found that I enjoyed it much more and it started to, you know, help more people. Dude, definitely. Definitely. Same for me. It's a good lesson for everyone trying to create content as well. I'm I'm curious how you found my channel or like, do you watch a lot of stuff that I'm putting out like similar channels? 
Well, the YouTube algorithm seems to like you a lot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, you get recommended a bunch of times and I noticed that your thumbnails were super clean. So I just decided to click and I liked what you were preaching about, bro. And it seems like you're really talking from experience and a lot of the lessons that you shared, I learned a lot from. So I think I watched probably a video or two and then the algorithm kept pushing. And for me as a content creator, I'm always trying to see what other people are doing so I can get inspiration and I could understand like different filming techniques. And it's just always been one of my favorite ways to learn. So it's kind of a mix of both of those things. Like for you guys off camera, when we first started talking, I asked this man first question, what mic he uses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like so much of what I watch on YouTube is for like inspiration for like, all right, let's see what this person is doing. Let's see. And it's hard sometimes to not like overanalyze it when you, I mean, you just want to watch content just to watch it. But like, I'm like paying attention, like, okay, what is it they said at this exact point that gets me to want to watch more? Like I try to take those hints in and of course, you know, the way things are filmed and edited and everything when you want to do YouTube, I think that's like one of the best things to do really. Um, yeah, but I think I think it even spans further than than YouTube, right? Like when I was mm. first starting my online store and even prior to that, the way that I came up with a lot of my ideas and how I started making progress was just by studying other stores that were selling well and doing good numbers and trying to model my approach off of what they were doing because my theory is that it's a pretty simple one. If it's already working, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can just figure out a way to mm -hmm. be unique and add value to what already exists. So I sort of apply that same philosophy of everything, like with the food I eat, with the gym, uh, with my videos, with my software, and it's worked well, you know? Dude, so true. It's like repurposing other people's content in your own way, in your own voice. That is, it, it, you really shouldn't try to reinvent the wheel. That's so, uh, that's, that's a great tip. But I do I'm think there is a certain stage where you do get to that point where you are now creating in a fully unique way and people then mm -hmm. start to get off of your style. But I think to get there is like the level of mastery and that takes time. So I'm still in that journey. I don't feel like I've mastered e-commerce. I've mastered making videos. Like I'm in that right now, trying to mm -hmm. master it. Yeah, you know, I've kind of noticed that too. I've been meaning to say this in like one of my videos is that, you know, I don't watch content related to my specific niche anymore because i don't want any of my ideas in my videos to like be from someone else in my niche and like i i, I think about all the channels first starting out on youtube that are trying to do like self-help it's like they're all preaching the same thing they all say pretty much the same exact thing and the the ability to step away from all of that and then just speak purely from your own experience and kind of like that mastery level you're talking about is when you I feel like you've really made it to a, a good point making content when it's just like solely coming from thoughts you have and not thoughts you got from another video. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, though. I feel like I still now do that uh, without even thinking about it because I consume so much content. Like mm -hmm. I might use something that somebody did, but then I always take it and I try to adapt it to my own style. And then eventually 
that becomes your style. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's true. It's yeah. it's uh it's it's the same with music. You know, I always study music, and if you look at artists that have become great, a lot of the modern artists have gotten their sound heavily inspired by them. So it's all the same thing, man. I think that that's one of the best ways to learn. Yeah, definitely, definitely true. So you said you started off your entrepreneurial journey pretty young, like 12 years old. What were you doing during that time? Yeah, well, growing up, it was just me, my mom and my sister. So, you know, I would see my mom going to work every single day and we didn't really, we weren't like dead broke, you know, but we didn't have a lot of money coming in. It was like paycheck to paycheck. So when I was young, I understood how important money was in our life. Like I knew when my mom got her tax returns every year, like she was up, her energy was good. We would go shopping. So it made me understand that money is important. Now, I didn't try to make money as a kid, but I was always trying to do stuff that could make me money in the future. Like, and the first love of mine was gaming. So I used to play games just like any other kid, but I would take it really seriously, especially Call of Duty. I would play this game probably around like six to 10 hours a day, right? Because I was trying to become one of the best. And that's how I first started making money online was around 11 years old. I used to do trick shotting and I used to work with these clans and they needed people to edit their videos. So mm -hmm. I met a bunch of these kids that were looking for content and editors. And I started getting paid around five to $10 to edit a video. And at the time, that felt like a lot of money. I was really hyped. I had yeah. more money than all my friends in middle school or whatever. So I started to try to then take that money and invest it into building an actual business. So I started a clothing brand when I was 14 years old. It's called Retrospect Clothing. And honestly, it didn't really do that well. But it taught me that process of like, if you want to create a product and you want to build a website and you want to market it. Like I created a design on Photoshop. I found a local screen printer and I sold it to my friends on Facebook. You know, that was the approach. <laughs> but from there, I, I failed and I learned important lessons that I used in my next venture. And there was a few more failed ventures along the way until I really came across e-commerce, which is funny because it's really the thing I started with. But specifically, I heard about drop shipping. And at the time I was in college. I didn't have that much money. I, I maybe had a couple hundred bucks, maybe a thousand bucks from my uh, refund check that they give you as a student, you know, when you overpay them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I just said, you know what, after this first year of school, I'm going to take this summer and I'm going to put all this money into this opportunity and see if I can make it work. And I ran out of all that money. I figured out a way to get some more money by editing videos again, came back around to save me. And I just kept reinvesting all the earnings that I was making. And eventually, I had got to the point where this was a full-time income and I dropped out of school and yeah, man, this story is still being written. Dude, that's so, so sick to see you get over those failures. Cause most, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that like that success that an entrepreneur finally gets is after like, what, like 10 to 50 failures. So yeah, honestly, like, and that's, that's like big failures too. If you talk about micro failure, just like a little tiny things that I've had to deal with, especially in those young age while in school, it's like that stuff built me up, I feel like to where I'm at right now. And the, the real truth too, bro, is that, and I'm sure you started to notice this now because you're getting subscribers and you're seeing growth in your business, like the failures actually don't even go away. Like you, you become sharper and you get better as an entrepreneur, but the problems get bigger exponentially. While you're mm -hmm. growing, now your problems are growing as well. So it's mm -hmm. like, one of those things where you just have to learn to adapt. And I think that is the true essence of entrepreneurship is adapting and solving problems and really trying to provide value to the world. 
Yeah, you definitely cannot stand still for too long. Uh, you are sure to have your business fail fail in some way. Like you always got to be improving or updating things because the world changes so fucking quickly now. It's like mm -hmm. there's a new trend every every week. It seems so. Yeah, that's uh, that's important stuff for sure. But um, so so what you have now is an e-commerce store is it just like one store right now that you're yeah that you're getting sales from okay cool yeah so basically i'm running this branded store where i have two main products and these products over the last year i have actually developed them to have our own specifications have our logo printed on them have custom packaging and we've gone on now to sell over thirty thousand units of this product um so currently i'm in the stage of product development, trying to take our product quality to another level. We're launching new products inside of this family, and we're looking to expand this brand going into the end of the year. And hopefully in 2022, I could sell this brand for a decent amount. That's really my goal. I want to document that whole process from, yo, I started out with a drop shipping store. We tested products. I found this product. I built a brand off of it. I turned that into one of the biggest brands in the space. And then I sold the brand. I think that is a cool storyline. And mm -hmm. it's it's like the thing that fires me up the most. It's what I wake up in the morning for. Even as much as I love YouTube videos, this is my thing. Yeah. You know? And and I wish I could share even more about it than what I do on YouTube right now. Like I want to be able to show the product and I want to be able to reveal every little thing that I'm doing. But the reality of it is, man, especially in this industry, there's so many copiers. And the For second sure. that I put that video out revealing my product, suddenly there are 350 stores within a week selling the same product, stealing my mm -hmm. ads, stealing my photos. It's like, it's tough. Um, you know, that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, dude, drop shipping. Uh, it's 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 a it's a crazy thing. How many stores and like advertisements like I can pick out right away an advertisement on like Facebook or somewhere else. It's like, oh, that's probably a drop shipping product. So there's like there's so many replicas of the same thing. So what do you think it was that made yours stand out and made yours be successful? Right. So this is the point of what I was you know, trying to get at before is that we could talk about that initial phase of how I found that product. Right. But I think there is actually an abundance of products. I mm -hmm. think the thing that a lot of people struggle with is the actual design skills, the marketing skills, and even video creation. Because if you can leverage all three of those things, suddenly you have access to all these products that are performing well on Instagram and Facebook. So you could say, okay, these are validated. Now you can analyze those pages and those videos and say, well, I've been doing design for a while. I feel like I can make a better looking website than this person. And I feel like I could write better copy about this product than that person. And even I can make a better video than them. So let me take this product that's already performing well, apply my skill set of marketing to that product. And suddenly I start to take over some of the market share for that product. That is the real own. That is really the only way to get your foot in the door. I feel like nowadays with e-commerce and you can get by by throwing up some random crap and picking random products, but not for long. And you're not going to get many sales doing that either. Um, so that's sort of my approach. And then once the product starts to do well, 
and it's starting starting to perform consistently, that's when we say, how can we take this to the next level? How can we brand this product? How can we customize our product design so nobody else has the same one? How can we roll out other products to maximize our profit and our revenue? And that right there is the stage that I'm in right now. And it's a long stage. It's like one of those things that it doesn't end. As long as the product can keep growing, you can keep doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I got to say, I, I feel like I've learned more about drop sh- shipping right now than I don't know how many YouTube videos I've watched about it. You know, everyone's had a, a quick interest in it and I never took action on it, but I can really get a sense of what you have to do and how to stand out. And it sounds a lot like those those days when you were 12 years old editing Call of Duty videos uh, paid out in the end for you with this business. It seems like those skills are now yeah. like rubbing off for you standing out with this product and like understanding marketing. And yeah, dude, it, it's that's such a cool, such a such a cool journey. I've thought a lot about doing things like that where it's like pure entrepreneurship, like actually owning a business, like in a sense, yeah, I think I do run a business quote unquote, because you know, there's things I'm doing outside of YouTube and I have to, YouTube uh, is definitely a business by the way. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And I think that people don't, people really don't understand that. And they need to understand that when going into YouTube, if they want it to be like their job is that you have to treat it like a business Meaning, you know, you even if you don't want to make a fucking video, you got to show up and make a video like, yes, it's a creative process. But at the end of the day, you're running a business here and, you know, you got to treat it as such. And uh, I agree. I I tell people that all the time because over this last year, specifically, my channel has actually started to grow. Like I started this year with twenty eight thousand subscribers. And that was after. I had been posting on that channel since 2017. So it took me three years to get 30K and it took me seven months to get uh, 100K, you know? So, yeah. but in total, it was a long process. Um, and, you know, that's why I think it just goes together. Yeah. Well, what made you want to start a YouTube channel? Just because like you like editing videos, you like making videos, or was it more so you like you just the, the documenting your experience? Well, like you had said, um, you know, I've been doing this for, for a little while and YouTube is always something that I have had a genuine love for. Like mm-hmm. growing up, I didn't watch TV a lot. Sure, I watched like the cartoons that everybody would watch and I watched like Everybody Hates Chris and, you know, if you know, you know. But yes. I didn't really watch a lot of TV. I would watch YouTube 90% of the time. And I was so motivated as a kid by YouTubers. Like these people that were 15, 16, 17, and they were getting views and subscribers and they were living their life. And I, I just thought that was so cool. Um, so I did try that all throughout my life. When, even when I was doing those other businesses I told you, I had always had a YouTube channel, whether it was gaming or vlogs and skits or short films or music videos. I mean, I feel like I've been in, I did vlogs, like I've been in every niche on YouTube. And I was, I was always scared to be public about it with my friends in school because I thought people would like judge me or look at me in a certain way. And then, somebody actually found my channel and like leaked it to the whole school. And then it became like a joke or whatever. Um, So then I just stopped, man. And then when I started to see some success with my business back in 2018, I was like, why not start posting on YouTube again? And I feel like even though I posted a hundred videos, 120 videos or something like that from 2017 till uh, 2021, I feel like in 2021 was the first year where I was like, 
you should take this seriously. Like you should try to improve. You should study YouTube, study the game. And then I feel like that's why it's starting to grow now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a super long process on YouTube. I've talked about it a lot in my videos, how I, I mean, I, it took me, was it three, two or three years to get a thousand subscribers. And like this year is when like things actually started to pop off. So you really just got to be, be persistent with it and be consistent is the biggest thing above all in, in my opinion. Um, I'm, I'm curious about kind of your daily routines and like how you set everything up in your day to have a good day. What does that usually look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, bro, I, I definitely am still working on this part of my life. I feel like I have my really good days. I have my good days. And then I have my days that are just completely off like everybody else. But mm -hmm. let's say it's a day where, you know, everything is going smoothly. I would say around like 70% of the time it's like this. I'll plan out my night. So at nighttime, I'm planning out what I'm going to be doing during the next day. So usually it's like five, six major things that we need to handle. And that way, when I wake up in the morning, I have a clear idea of what I need to be working on. Um, I wake up usually around 7 a.m., sometimes a little later, but usually like always 7, 7.30. I go to the gym at around 8.30 every morning with my friends. Um, I always love working out, especially in the morning. It's just a good start to the day. And then I just come home, usually cook some food, lock in for a couple hours. Um, I probably work like five, six hours a day, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, and end of the day, I, I don't really do much. Usually I just like go get some food. I, I've been trying to learn how to play guitar. So I usually practice my guitar a little bit, watch some YouTube videos and, uh, yeah, call it, a, call it a day. I, I keep it simple right now because there was once a time where when I first started making money, when I was like 19 years old, I, I had moved from a small city called Fort Myers all the way to Los Angeles. And I wanted to, you know, party and I wanted to buy clothes and live a certain lifestyle. And really quickly, I, I found that it's not sustainable, nor is it like very fulfilling. So I just mm -hmm. tried to reconnect with myself in this last year and figure out what actually like makes you happy. And I find that it's it's, it's a simple stuff, really. Uh, I just like growth and I like building things. Yeah, man, I, I completely agree with like the routines thing. It's about it's not about being so organized all the time and having like a crazy routine, doing everything, all these self-help YouTubers or whatever tell you to do. It's whatever, you know, gets you to have a good day and like gets you to do your shit. Like you don't need to do all these uh, secondary yeah. helpful things uh, to be successful, you know, it definitely makes... does help though. Like, it, it, it does does help. But like, if you need all of that just to get you to like show up and do your work, you know, that's, that's, that's where I feel like it's, you know, it's not the, not the best, but having said that I can look back and say that when I am my most consistent and when I'm up at seven every day and I'm reading an hour a day and I, I'm really feeling like I'm progressing in my business and in my fitness, life is good. <laughs> like, For so sure. I think that I feel like happiness really comes from that discipline and you, you never feel bad for doing something good for yourself, but you almost always feel bad when you do something that just feels good for, for a bit, you know, it's like, definitely, you, you gotta, yeah. you gotta figure out what makes you feel good. For sure. And I really want you to talk about a little bit how important 
is because you I mean, dude, you got a good you got a good ass physique, man. I can tell you like you're in the Appreciate gym it. a lot. How important is it for entrepreneurs? Uh, I mean, anybody really, but like, let's say the entrepreneurs who think they have to like grind all day and they neglect their health. How important is health to you and how important should it be to other people trying to build a business? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what I had just said, like, do what makes you feel good, right? So for me, that's what really ignited my passion for fitness and running is because I feel like during that moment of training, a lot of times, especially when you're first doing it, you're not enjoying it at all. You're like, why am I at this gym? Like, what do do we got going on here? But what you realize is that after you start training, you start doing this consistently, you really start to feel better. You have more energy. You feel happier. You're, you're, you're more social. Like these are changes that I've noticed myself. You start to have more confidence, like looking at yourself and feeling good about yourself. And then you start to think, well, what if I just kept this as a regular habit? And then it slowly builds up and it just becomes a normal thing. And now it's to this point where knowing what that feels like and keeping that state going for so long when I'm not in that state, like if I'm not training for a week straight or two weeks straight, I feel just crazy. I can't tell you the last time I've gone a full week without some type of working out. It just doesn't happen, you know, um, because of that thing alone. So uh, the simple explanation for it is that it makes you feel much better. And if you feel good, you perform good, whether that's in your job or whether that's, you know, with your, with your friends, like it makes you a happier person, man. Like I'm all the way. I recommend everybody, even my mom, you know, she's like, uh, 50 and she just started going to the gym in the last like two years. And she says the same thing. And, you know, I think it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, like you should, you should train. Dude, even if absolutely. it's like, yeah, I do. Fitness is something that will affect every other area of your life. People are like, Oh, I don't have time for that. They make excuses. I got to focus more on my business. What's going to make your business perform better is if you perform better yourself in terms of like exercise it's just i it's really tough to see when people neglect that side when they're trying to you know become the the highest value highest potential person that they Mm -hmm. can be and Mm -hmm. that leads me to you being plant-based how did that start and i'm sure that being plant-based uh and the fact that it makes you feel the way you do now, like is a big reason why you do it. I'm just, I'm just curious about what made you want to do that. Cause like, obviously, you know, you can be just as healthy eating an animal based diet, but yeah, yeah, I'm curious to, to know what made you want to do that. For sure, bro. Well, honestly, I think it happened at first on like accident. I guess some people say nothing is an accident, but one of my best friends, he actually was going plant-based and we used to work out together every single day. By the way, his name is Juan Cortez. Okay. So if you're watching this, shout out to you, bro. But um, he used to work out with me every single day. And this man was always like 10% ahead of me. So he used to push me, but we were on the same type of level. So it was a great workout partnership. But one of these days he goes to me and he's like, yo, I'm done eating meat. And we used to eat every single day, Chipotle, Moe's, whatever it was. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. And this man, started to explain to me every day as we would work out the stuff that he's learning about what goes on in this industry and the process that it takes to get some of these foods and the negative side effects of eating some of these foods. And I was just like, 
you know what, bro? Like, <laughs> you're kind of starting to make sense right now. So I'm just going to give this a try and start to do my own research. And that's really what I did. I, I, I started eating. Um, so Frida's at Chipotle. That's really how I started out because we used to eat that place every day. And then I started figuring out little basic stuff to cook at home. Started making like smoothies and, and oatmeal and, um, you know, bowls. And uh, eventually it just became a normal thing. I, I, I wasn't so appetized by meat as I once was. Uh, and I just wasn't trying to eat it anymore. So I was like, you know what, let's just do this. And I haven't eaten meat in four years. I have eat dairy though, but it's usually like by accident or if it's like um, if I'm really just craving something like a cookie and I and I haven't had it in a while, I might eat it. But I definitely do not eat meat. Gotcha. And yeah. how how have things changed since then in terms of, I guess, not so much what you do, but like, how does your mind feel? How does how how did your workouts change after that? Like, did you notice an improvement? Well, I mean. You know, I've heard testimonies of people that go plant-based and they just feel this like massive change. And I can't say I felt that crazy change because I feel like even before that I was eating pretty clean and I didn't eat mm -hmm. a lot of junk. So I would say the biggest change was that I started to explore more food groups that I used to never eat. Like growing up as a kid, <laughs> sounds funny, but I used to never eat vegetables like ever. Like I would only eat meat, bro. It would be like meat potatoes, beans, that's all I'm trying to eat. Like, um, so there was all these foods that I had never tried before in my life. And now they have become my favorite things that I eat on a daily basis. Um, and I think that that has been probably the most fun part of it. And I also feel better about what I'm consuming. Not, you know, it's just personal thing. It's just a personal mm -hmm. thing, you know? Yeah. I, it's kind of the same for me. You know, I, I was eating healthy before I've actually eaten healthy pretty healthy my whole life thanks to my parents or my mom really drilling that in my head from a That's young dope, age bro. so yeah i'm sure that had a bit of an influence on me when i was thinking about going plant-based just because i've i've been like that what um, do your yeah. parents think about your decision of going plant-based um they my mom was more supportive than my dad definitely my dad's you know he's a very he's a traditional type of guy yeah uh and he just thinks I'm like missing out on so many good foods. And I'm like, you know, I can <laughs> veganize pretty much everything. And that's what I'm saying, bro. That's, yeah. what, that's what everybody always says. That's the go to one is like, <laughs> oh, don't you miss it? I'm like, right, bro. No, <laughs> like most of it I can get, you know, um, exactly. I think that's really dope that that your mom is supporting it. Uh, my, my mom is the same way. And I think that helps a lot. Does she really like support you this whole time on your like business and YouTube venture? Dude, that's a good question because, uh, you know, a lot of people, they talk about their struggles with their parents not supporting what they really want to do. But I have found, I mean, they've at first they didn't really understand and they honestly, they didn't fully understand what I was doing until I started like making decent money off of it. But that that I was like telling them like, yo, this is going to work. But they've I mean, they've always been pretty supportive with with YouTube. They've never been like, stop doing this and go get a real job. My when you dad, started it, did you have a job? I did. Yes. I've okay. worked at many restaurants over the years and I've absolutely despised every single job I've had <laughs> other than what is now my job. Yeah. Uh, and that, that really taught me that I hate working for other people. I don't, I, I'm so much more motivated by myself and, what I really want to do. 
Uh, and yeah. yeah, so when I when I first started off on YouTube, I was I was in college uh, and I was working part time at uh, like this city club, country club type of type of joint. And I was a busser and it was just like some hours or some days I would work like 12 hour days of ma- manual labor, basically. And it Crazy. was just fucking awful. And it, it, you know, it taught, it taught me a lot about what I really want to do. I'm glad I went through that, but yeah, yeah they, for the most part, they've been supportive and, you know, obviously now they, they understand what I'm doing to at least to an extent. And yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Cause you know, I think, a lot of people can go through what you're saying, right? Like they'll have a main thing that they're doing, like a job or a college, and they have this side thing that really calls to them and they're really excited to do it, but mm-hmm. they might see resistance from themselves, from their parents, from their friends. And I think that usually, unless it's some outlandish, crazy scheme that you have planned, most of the time you should lean more towards that thing you know as long as it's not illegal and as long as you're not hurting nobody like usually the freedom is inside of that thing and Mm -hmm. that's been the story of my life and i've seen that to be the case uh multiple times through so yeah man my my intuition was calling me towards youtube and has been and dude it's it's like you were talking about with uh (laughs) like i used to get just like roasted so much for my YouTube channel when I was first, first starting out from my mm-hmm. friends and from like other people uh, around the area who found out that I was doing this. And, yeah. you know, it's it's those same people that are fucking supporting me now. I'm like, oh, really? You want to yeah. you want to fuck with me now, huh? Just because it's, <laughs> it's successful now. But yeah, talk you know, your talk, bro. Talk right. your talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how, how do you suggest someone who like is scared to start something like that deal with the the haters the people who are talking shit about them i think it's harder when you're young i feel like when you get a when you get a little older and you're not in the school every single day it's a little easier because i will say that that really messed with my head when i was uh in school but i think as i was going into my last years of high school i really started to own it And I started taking videography a little more seriously and I didn't look at it as this like thing that was like whatever. And I think people respect if you take it seriously and you own it. Like I think the reason why people clowned on me back in the day is because I tried to hide it. And when they Mm -hmm. showed it to the other people, I didn't stand on it. Like, yeah, like that's my videos and like laugh with them because it is funny. I used to make funny videos. So like, isn't that a good thing that they're laughing at it? But regardless that pushed me away from doing it. So mm-hmm. looking back on it, bro, I probably would have owned it. I probably would have got some like t-shirts and started rocking my t-shirts to class, you know, like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, yeah. but it's hard to tell a little kid. It's not the same. And yeah, as for an adult, sure. you got no excuse. Like, who cares? Like, you're literally an adult. Like, you live your own life. These other people's lives is not your life. It, it, you know, like, do what you want to do. Bro, Absolutely. Uh, that's such a good point with like owning it. Cause I didn't own it at first either. I did try to hide it too. Uh, and what was one, your first video? Is like the same as you're doing now? Yeah, it was self-help. And then I transitioned to vegan fitness. Once I saw my Instagram starting to do better than my YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make a business around this. And, you know, I did kind of with coaching people, but 
then yeah, I noticed now you're like back in between that again, right? Like now you have the Instagram and the YouTube and like they're yeah. so different from each other. Yeah, they're super different. So I kind of have like two different brands now yeah. I've, and I've, I don't even know <laughs> like what to do about it, honestly, but I guess it's a good thing to have two different markets. Uh, but I feel like, I feel like they go hand in hand though, you know, I guess, I guess the vegan one is like super niche, but really at its core, what it is, is just health and fitness, you know? Right. Um, but you post a lot of recipes specifically, which are actually really good. I, I I really got to make some of them. The bootables look crazy, man. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah. Veganism definitely makes you way better at cooking. (laughs) That's for sure. That's fast. You got to be creative, man. That's what I'd be telling my friends when I bring them to these restaurants. Like they hear the word like, oh, it's plant-based. I'm like, yo, you realize for them to make something like, for example, like a lasagna or like a pizza, a vegan, like, you know how outside the box they have to think? You know, it's like, it's dope to me. These people are artists, man. Dude, for sure. For Not sure. that other chefs aren't artists. All chefs are artists. But I, there's an added level of difficulty. I, I, as myself, like trying to cook certain things, it's a little tougher sometimes. Mm-hmm. And one more thing I just want to say about, uh, you know, being judged while you're like in school is, you know, I've said this a lot in like my Discord and everything is like everything you do in high school and everything that happens in high school that you think is going to matter and affect you for the le- rest of your life is not going to matter at all once you leave high school. Like nothing in high school matters when you get to the rest of your life. So yeah, yeah I think high schoolers just need to understand that. As uh, long as you don't have any kids or anything, you're good. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. <laughs> no, just kidding. But yeah, I completely agree, bro. Like all the problems that were so big to me back then, they are nothing now. Right. And um it, it, it's just hard to think like that though as a high schooler but I'm glad True. that you're I'm glad that you're dropping that game because I think if you do think like that and you really just stepping outside the box you're gonna be great I was on a call um, like last Thursday with this kid his name is Alex kid is 15 years old okay he is making twenty thousand dollars a day with his online Jesus. store and he's like yeah I just decided to finish my school at 16. Um, and I was like, what did your friend say? He's like, I just decided not to tell anybody. Like, I didn't tell any of my friends. I was like, you are a genius. Because most kids, I feel like, would go and be like, oh, look, everybody, I'm making all this money and like let it get to their head. And like, you know, that's just a testament sure. to, to how you can handle that. Like, either don't tell people or own it up all the way. Yeah, that, that kid's hella strong for not telling a single soul, especially when you want to fit in so much as a kid. Yeah, That's, he's on a different mode for sure. Y'all going to sure. hear about him one of these days. He loves you right now. For sure. So you've got the successful business now. It seems like, you know, you're making more money than you than you need, presumably. So why why keep going? Why do you keep doing what you do? Like, what do you what do you want more success for well you know i actually do like that question but the reality is i asked myself the same question and then i tried the alternative i was like you know what i'm already got i've already got some money i'm living in los angeles i'm looking out the window i can see the hollywood sign i'm like all right all right so what if i just like stop working for a bit what if i just enjoy la and then i started picking up certain habits that were pretty toxic and I stopped working as much. I was playing video games like all day because I thought that's I thought that's what the dream was. I thought the dream was to get paid and then, you know, just screw off and enjoy your life. But it's boring. It is 
painfully boring and there is no fulfillment that really comes from it. It's maybe just the way I'm wired. But when I tried to do what you're saying and not pursue more success, my life just became dreary. <laughs> so nowadays I understand that the thing that makes us feel fulfilled as humans, let me say the thing that makes me fulfilled as a human is progress and building things and helping people and taking care of your family and and, and really just growth. Like at, at, a, at a core level, it's really just growth. Like seeing yourself take another step up towards what you're working towards. Um, I don't put all my values on how much you know money I have or how much subscribers or whatever. I, I think that once you start to do that, it is then when you begin to want to work less and say, why do I even need to do this? For me, I do it for the love of the game, you know, and it's hard some days I don't want to do it, but I still try. Bro, exactly the same for me. You know, the, the journey's the destination. Typical yeah. last quote, but it's so it's so true. And it's funny because, you know, before I had a lot of success, if any, with anything I was doing, this was last year before things really started to take off. I was like trying to calculate how much money it would take per month for me to make to be able to live in the the small studio apartment I was living in and like still have a little bit of money left over. And I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, if I get here, then I'll be happy no matter what. Like I literally <laughs> have nothing to complain about. Yeah. And, you know, you get there and then you get to the even the like double that amount of money. And you're like, yeah. you're just like, OK, well, it feels exactly the same. I'm not satisfied. I want to go. I want to keep going. So yep. you really got to shift your focus to that to just like like you said, growth. Growth is the biggest thing. Growth, helping people, making a positive imp impact. I think that's why I feel so fulfilled every single day. And I'm, yeah, that's like you said, that's, that's it for you as well. It's yeah, I think I think that's, that's just how we are wired, though, because I have met some people that aren't that way. And right. maybe they're maybe they're just suppressing their true desire. But I see some of my friends that, you know, they, they work a simple job, and they don't make much money, but they have a good solid family life they have a dog you know they're they're young and they have maybe have a girlfriend like they're they're presumably happy you know but for me it's like i have this urge to create and i think that i'm blessed with that i feel like it's a superpower um i used yeah. to think it was a bad thing but i realized that without that i wouldn't really be here so um yeah yeah dude that's true it, it it's staying true to who you are because yeah a lot of people i know a lot of a lot of guys and girls I know are the same way. You know, they have a simple job and they really, they like the simple life and just are totally happy, as happy as, as I am doing this. So yeah, yeah you definitely so gotta, sometimes Sometimes I do feel like it is partially like a facade because I feel like everybody has this, <laughs> everybody has this like desire inside of them. You can't tell me they don't. And for right. some people, the desire is all the way towards, let me build a family or let me, let me get my first house. But I just feel like, you see people that that do go on to, to live certain lives and they don't end up being happy with their life because they never went for that thing that they really wanted to do. And even mm -hmm. if you tried it and you failed it, it's better than that you never went for it at all. Even if you're 40 years old and you try it, like you still still got to do it. You know, if you, you're only going to be here one time. So That's you got to try sure. it. That's, what That's I'm for to sure. Say. Definitely. Give me three books 
that have impacted you more than any other any other book you've read? Um, let's think about. Or do this. do you read a lot? Is that, I mean, it sounds yes. like you read an hour an hour a day, right? On a good day. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I I used to read a lot more. There was a time where I was consistently going through a book a week. But right now, this last couple of months, I really haven't been reading very much. Now, when you ask me the three best books that had the biggest impact on me, I think the first one that comes to mind is called The Millionaire Fastlane by MJ DeMarco. This book is important to me because I read it when I was 18 years old and I didn't understand that it was really possible for me to make over a million dollars online. Like I saw a bunch of people doing it, but I never thought it was a real thing I could actually do. And then I read this book about this random guy in Arizona and he explained his real life story on how he did it while he was working a job. And I was like, oh, I, I could definitely do this. Like I already know more than this guy did when he started. So anyways, that was an important book to me. Um, the second book would be The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Highly recommend all of Ryan Holiday's books. One of the best authors. Um, and the last book would be Mastery by Robert Greene. It's a thick one. It's a really long book. It took me a while to really go through it. And I still go back to it. But I think that is like one of the best books on building any skill set. Like even if you're not trying to be an entrepreneur, you're trying to be the best vegan chef or whatever it is. Like that book is crazy. So yeah, that's my three. Oh, love it. Yeah, I've heard of all those. Got what about what about if you got one one to recommend to me? Kick one. Me in the back. Yeah. Well, I might be biased with it because it was the first ever like self help book I ever read. But Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, I think, just it opened me up to the world of like actually improving myself. And you know, I I think that book changed the trajectory of my life more than anything. It might just be because, you know, it was the first self-help book I ever read, but Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. I mean, I I love Tim Ferriss. You know, you've you've heard of the four-hour work week, I'm sure. Of course. Yeah, I know Tim. He, he's a, he seems like an incredible guy. I've read Dude, he his four-hour work week uh, was one of the books I read when I was in high school. That book didn't make much sense to me at the time, but the concept yeah. sounded good. And um, Tools of Titans looks great. I got to check this out. I like his podcast too. So. Yeah, his podcast is great. So... Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely recommend that one. For sure. So want to end off the podcast uh, asking you something that I ask pretty much everyone who comes on here. And that is if you had the opportunity to put a billboard up like everywhere, what what? and it, it was just one sentence or phrase, what would that be and why? It would say... be here now because i think a lot of times when especially you're saying billboard right so i'm picturing somebody yeah. driving by right yeah. so they're, they're probably driving by and they got their music blasting and they're probably thinking about where they're about to go and they're worried about this lady in the blue civic about to get in their lane like their brain is going crazy so if i could put a billboard i think it would be that because it would be a cool little reminder for them to just take a little breath get back into their their peace of mind and enjoy the drive um that's what i would say dope love that love that all right <laughs> yeah. man well thank you so much for for coming on and amazing chat i think it'll, it has a ton of value and i appreciate it a lot uh could you point people to where they can find you online 
No doubt, bro. Thanks for having me on. Y'all can check out my YouTube channel under Jordan Welch. Everything else that you would want to know from me, my Instagram, my software company, it's all on there. So just go check out my YouTube channel. I post new videos every single Friday. I've only missed one week this whole entire year. And I'm super excited to keep creating content and learn alongside this guy. So definitely check out the channel, guys. Sweet. Thanks, man. And I will have the links to that in the description of this podcast for everybody listening. But all right, man. I'll see you. Take care. All right.